Texas Application Group, your source for everything readiness. TagMain.com. Always ready, sure, secure. You're listening to the Crisis Application Group podcast with your host, Scott Tope. Hey, we've been getting a lot of questions about the boar hunt, what to do, what to expect. Uh, and instead of answering a ton of questions and, hey, can you ask this person this or ask that person that, I, I reached out to Todd Van Langen, who's kind of kind of be our senior subject matter expert on this, who's been to the property before, uh, and let him kind of answer some of the questions you all are having. Uh, a lot of you have been asking questions about, what to bring with you, what to use, how we're going to do it, how we're going to set up. So we're just going to go front to back on the uh, wild boar hunt. Those of you that can't make it, feel free to listen. There's other events coming on the horizon. We've got one that's getting planned for the spring right now that is uh, going to morph into something more of a of, of some, some inner city work. Uh, and there's even talk of a possible hostage rescue uh, event going on. So stay tuned for that one. But let's talk about the wild boar hunt. September 27th through the 30th uh, down in Jackson, Mississippi. I just looked as of today on August 13th at 8 o'clock at night. There are four slots left. So if you're still on the fence and you are, are leaning towards going, I would jump on it because once it's full, it's full. The property owner who's graciously donated the property to us has put a limit on how many we can bring in there. And so we, we can't have a last minute, oh, I'd really like to come in here. It's not going to work. Uh, but, you know, Todd has uh, uh, agreed in his busy schedule. I think he just landed at the house this morning from one shooting event and is out the door tomorrow to another shooting event. So he and I finally got a chance to sit down and go through it. But, uh, Todd, welcome. Thanks for the time. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here, as yeah. always. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, tell us. You've, you've hunted this property before. Tell us about it. Yeah, uh, I was down there, man. I guess it was. I guess it must have been about two years ago. But I'll tell you, it's um, so there. There's a, a small couple swaths of land that is kind of open prairie, but it's all low lying land. So, you know, before I forget anything, folks really need to be concerned with their feet. So you really need to be. Concerned. I, I personally am going to wear my probably my hog waiter boots. They're you know knee high damn rubber boots or whatever, just for sloshing through the mud and stuff. Because uh, there it's a there is a crap ton of mud down there, um, you know. Obviously, with it being low lying, it's not all swamp, but the majority of it is. So, um, and and I think it's bordered on all. I think it's shaped. I don't. Have you, I don't know if you've looked at the topographical map yet, but the, I think it's more of like a triangle shape, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. We just um, I just sent Matt Summers, who's our other um, uh, SME that's going to be there from Twentieth Group. And we, we just ordered a bunch of high-vis sat maps and sent them down to him so he could start to grid the property out. Mike Sterling's out there next week with them, and they're going to go do a, uh, an inspection and kind of a survey of the property. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's got that river that kind of horseshoes around it. Um, and right. it, it narrows at the river, and then it kind of goes wide. Um, <clears throat> there are no facilities on property. We're having to bring in everything, water, electricity, all of it. So don't don't think you're gonna you know have access to a to a you know any form of of of, of public utilities. There's nothing out there. And uh, Matt said on the north end of the property, the cell phone reception's got pretty good, so that's where we're thinking we're setting up the camp. Uh, but you head further south into the property, and and he said it's it's dead. There's nothing there. So sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, there. It's it's 
I just looked at the sat map of uh, the other day, and it's yeah, <laughs> it's low area. Uh, the topos are showing it's really low in some spots. Yeah, there's the and you know so obviously you guys need to also be concerned with uh, when if with footwear and stuff like that. Obviously, there's the you know the the, the damn uh, snakes and all that other shit. Jake the snakes out there in full force. They were we were out there. They were they were just swimming randomly across all the little different ponds that were out there. Um, I, if I didn't see fifty of them, I didn't see one. You know, so they're out there doing their business. But uh, yeah, I man, as, as long as folks are prepared to live in, in, in a no shit austere environment for two or three days, I think they'll be all right. Um, and just consider the fact that it's going to be. Uh, you know, verging on winter, whatever, whatever that means in Mississippi, which just means it'll be not hot. Um, but it still might be rainy and, and it's definitely going to be muddy. So just prepare for that. Cool. Um, what, uh, when you were down there last, how was the hunting? Well, and you know, the, the thing was, we didn't, we didn't do like a shit organized hunt. We just kind of all went out there and shot guns and had fun. Um, and, and man, I'll tell you what, the ding, you could see there, there were pigs everywhere. It was ridiculous. Um, to, it, the cool thing is the way that property is kind of laid out, you may be able to get some longer, like hundred, 200 yard shots at some of the little bit of the open areas. If you, if you wait out there to ambush them, but if not, it's going to be mostly like pretty dense CQB type, um, you know, shooting, uh, cause they're going to be, uh, you, you won't be able to see them until you're right up on them. And same with the gators and everything else, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it 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 should be pretty fun. When we were out there, it was just kind of like we were just doing some just random shooting everything and just having a good time or whatever. But uh, I think if we organize it and we have when we have the teams pushing towards each other and flushing stuff, it's going to be ridiculous. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, let's we'll talk. We'll jump yeah, into the yeah. schedule. Yeah, the schedule real quick for this. Um, we've got it blocked off on Thursday through Sunday and. What we're asking is if you're showing up, uh, the staff, we'd like to see there earlier. We'd like, staff, we'd like to see there between noon and 3. Uh, if you're coming in for the hunt as, a, as an attendee, uh, the latest you can be there is 6 o'clock. Uh, dinner is at 6, uh, and, and we're going to give you, you know, a couple hours to get your camp set up and stowed away. Um, for the camp, we'll have portalets there. Uh, we're going to have a mess tent. Um, we're going to have a talk set up, which is going to kind of be the, the centralized area. The talk will be manned uh, the entire time the hunt's going on, so we'll be working on comms. Uh, but the idea when we first, Todd and I first started talking about this was we're working this like a full uh, mission profile. So we get in there, we set up our camp, we kind of get that squared away, uh, get where we're going to be uh, reasonably comfortable for the swamps in southern Mississippi. Um, and anybody that needs a little bit of training, we're going to jump into that. So we've got uh, High End Arms, who's going to be supplying us with nods. They're not supplying us with uh, um, a ton of nods. Not everybody's going to get a nods. We're going to we're going to try to share the love on that. So you know there might be a couple of times we go out on the night hunt that that half a team may be in nods, and the other half is 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 going to be working a little differently. So if you've got your nods, bring them. We'll have a tech with us there who's who'll be able to kind of look at your nods if you've got some issues or problems with them. Um, uh, Frosty Daniers, Blake Daniers from High End Arms is going to be there. Um, and then we're going to go into NVG or NODS training that night. And there's going to be an obstacle course, and you're going to get wet that night. And we're going to be chasing you through the woods in the NODS and, and letting you get uncomfortable with them. We'll be doing some live fire 
that night with the nods um, again so you can get comfortable with them. Uh, there was a question if we were going to be bringing lasers for the nods. No, we're not. Uh, it's that's that's priced us out. You know, if we tripled the price, we might be able to afford to bring those in. Uh, and then we're going to try to get everybody through that program to get you trained on the nods, and uh, we'll we'll pack it in for the night. Next day we'll be up for breakfast. We'll do a morning brief. Uh, Todd and and some of the other guys are going to be doing some long range shooting. Uh, Todd talked about CQB in the jung or in the swamps. We're going to be doing some small team tactics training. We'll have everybody divided up into their teams, give them their call signs, uh, kind of lay out the rules the night before of what's going to happen. Um, and uh, some GPS training. And then we're going to spend the afternoon in the field, if nothing else, just getting out there and, and doing some, some, some recce on where we think the hogs are and, and where it's going to be best. We don't want to be trying to go hunt these things in the middle of the night. We kind of like to know where they are. Uh, if it's daylight, if we walk, you know, 10 feet into the, to the swamps and we're finding them, hey, you know, we're, we're clear to, we're going to clear everybody to go hot and, and, and start shooting away. Um, if it's, if it's going to be a long search and we're, we're not finding them as easily we are, we'll keep working through the afternoon until we find them. Break for dinner, come back. Uh, the guys in the talk will start to plot out where we think, where we think things are. Uh, let everybody get, you know, some food in them, get some water in them, get reset, reloaded, repacked. Uh, start to come up with a plan. Uh, each team will have a have a team leader who is a is an SME in their right, uh, and we'll head back out, start doing the hunt at night, and uh, we're going to go until until we're done. And and it, you know that could be midnight. Everybody's going to get their fill, or it could be two, three o'clock in the morning. It's just kind of going to kind of depend. On uh, Saturday morning, we'll then have it set up to where. Uh, get up uh we're not going to make everybody pull all-nighters um but we'll uh, certainly get up uh, early enough we can do a morning brief uh we'll get some tab certifications done if you're there as you're a site crisis application group member and you want to get some tab work done we'll have that we'll break for lunch again uh we'll head out in the afternoon and do some daytime hunting as well uh maybe get some of the long-range work done if, if we get some guys that we kind of want to do some ambush and smoke them out um, which reminds me, Enola Gay is sending us a ton of stuff. Uh, they're sending us a gift basket for the raffle, as well as uh, I heard there is going to be a smoke grenade there that'll fill about a two-acre area of property and make it bright purple. Um, so uh, we'll have that with us. Um, <laughs> That's just what we need. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then we'll, uh, we're going to go into dinner that night. Uh, dinner is high-end. I've actually got some uh, companies... Uh, it looks like it's going to be steak and lobster that night uh, for dinner. Um, we're going to have the evening wrap-up brief, and we're going to do raffles and awards. At that time, we'll make a decision if we think we want to go back out and hunt again that night, or do we want to take the camp and, and make it wet that night, and we sit around with bonfire and, and, and tell stories and, and just hang out, and we're hoping to maybe even record a podcast at that time. Uh, we'll make a decision we want to do the night hunt. We'll do the night hunt. Uh, Sunday morning, we'll get up, we'll have an early breakfast, probably about 6.30 breakfast will open, close at 7.30, start packing up camp and get people on the road. Um, I know I've got about a 12-hour drive to get home, uh, so, you know, some of us are going to be motivated to get out of there, guys that need rides to the airport. That's our weekend. There's a lot of other surprises that are in there that we haven't gone through. Um, I'm going to let Todd talk about a little bit about what Beretta is doing for us. Um, I talked to Joe. Uh, or Jay Paisley, uh, looks like Fusion Tactical is sending us 
uh, one of their uh, rope rescue kits, uh, which is a which is a high end rope kit that they're developing for Kurahi Rescue, and the guys in Tenth Mountain, I believe. Um, they're sending us some of that stuff as a raffle. Uh, Green Beret Foundation is sending us some stuff for a raffle. And Ola Gay sent some stuff. Uh, we're talking to high-end arms. They might be donating something. So, uh, you know, if, if getting out and shooting boar wasn't enough to get you there, which it would be for me, there's a lot of other cool shit going on. So real quick load, you know, look at the schedule. I'm going to post the loadout here real soon that we put. Todd looked at the loadout. Um, I believe Matt Summers looked at the loadout. Uh, Billy and Mike looked at it. They're, they, it looks like a pretty good loadout list. It's a bare minimum. Um, so, you know, if you want to bring other stuff to play with, that's great. Uh, if you want to bring some stuff to play with in the kitchen, a couple of guys have asked if they can bring their cast iron and play with it. Absolutely. We're going to print, if we can get a decent hog or two, we'll put a butcher class on Saturday afternoon uh, and, and play with that. Um, that's kind of it for the camp. The loadout list, like I said, I'll post, but... You know, let's jump into what's important here. Todd, guys are asking about their weapons. Um, right. Well, hey, you know, before before I forget, I wanted to I wanted to tell the guys too is that when I go out to the field to train, I'm there, so there's there's no sense in sleeping. So the guys, I mean, if there's guys that want to sleep, hey man, I'm, you know, you're not in the army, you do what you want to do, but I'll be available the entire time we're there. If you want to stay up all night for three days, shooting pigs and and training and doing stupid stuff, I'm I'm down for that. That's what I live for. So. Just let everybody know, man, that, uh, and Matt's the same way. We'll be there. If not, we'll be around the fire bullshitting and, and drinking beers or whatever. So, you know, just, just expect that when you come that you'll, you'll, whatever you guys want, I'll be there for the whole time. So, you know, regardless. Right on. Right on. Just didn't want to forget that. <laughs> yeah. I, and that's just it. I mean, it, it, it depends who shows up. It depends what goes on. I mean, if, if everybody gets their fill, they get their fill. If I'm not saying we're limiting posts, yep. but it's just, you know, that's, that's what we've written at the schedule, but. You know, when I sent Todd the yep. initial schedule of the events, the first thing he came back and says, this looks great, but it's probably all going to change. Uh, <laughs> I thought, okay, well, let's, yeah. we'll it, go with that. No plan survives first contact. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, but if you want to walk us through um, as far as what they should have uh, weapons-wise, uh, ammo-wise, um, let's go through that because I've been getting a lot of questions about that and what they can expect to happen you know, they step over a, a, a down branch and, you know, there's a nest of hogs. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to come with three different, with three different platforms. And I know not everybody has a gun stacked to the ceiling and I understand that. If you can, if you can manage to bring an AR and a pistol, you'll be doing better than most probably. If, if you just have a bolt gun, bring that, whatever, we can make that happen too. Um, I personally will have probably four or five ARs out there for people to use if they want from Nordic. Um, I'm also, I'm also going to bring a couple of 1301 shotguns. I think I'm going to try to get me one with a slug and see how that goes, um, just for the shits of it. Um, but most definitely, a, you know, a sidearm or whatever. And as far as optics go, if it were me, and probably what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring my EOTech, my red dots, um, and maybe even my three gun scope, like my one to my one by six or one by eight or whatever, just because you know you're not gonna get, you're not gonna be able to shoot that far. The farthest you, I think you can shoot out there if you were trying to shoot on the little long range thing that's out there, I think is 500 yards. So long range, that's not long range. That's like the beginning of middle range. So um, that's probably what I would look at. You know, if you if you get big beefy long range scopes, I'd probably just leave those at home because all you're gonna do is see a hog's, you know, face through through a toilet paper roll, and then you're going to bite your face off. So reflex sights, um, 
if you have surefire or flashlights uh, mounted to your guns, that's also a good thing. Um, you know, just things like that. Obviously, you know, lasers and all that stuff's kind of silly, anyways. But uh, a good weapon-mounted light, even if it's on your pistol, that's still a good thing. Um, whether we're shooting odds or not, it's still not, it's still good to have that. So that's what that's probably what we're we'll all be rolling anyway. And if you got a suppressor on there, that would probably be cool too, just because nobody wants to be around you when your shit's all loud and obnoxious. I'm just speaking for me, of course. But anyway, okay. <laughs> How much ammo? Oh yeah, ammo. Um, so I would um, I'd bring some, probably just some crap ammo to train with, depending on what caliber you have. You know, it's three hundred eight. I mean, uh, if uh, you know, and I'd also bring probably. Geez, I don't know. I don't even know because it could be we could just it could be the the melee slaughter or it could be you know just a few pigs here and there. And so I would say bring a hundred rounds of some good. Um, like Hornaday hunting, you know, varmint rounds or whatever. Uh, depends on if five five six, three oh eight, whatever it is you're shooting, it doesn't matter. Just find something that's a, a good hunting round. Like fed, federal gold medal match and all the real precision rifle stuff, those things aren't really made for killing. They're made for shooting steel and paper. And they don't do well with pigs. So they tend to either put holes in them or just squish and not do anything. Um, so looking to, you know, get a couple good boxes of, of solid hunting ammo. Um, if you have, if you're having, if anybody has any questions about that, just have you guys can just message me on Facebook or whatever, and uh, we we can figure that out. It's pretty easy. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna use five five six and probably use just some seventy seven grain uh, Lake City Army ammo. Um, you know the match grade ammo that the Army has, which is also a pretty decent killing round. So. Um, okay. But yeah, for you know, pistol ammo, whatever. Just yeah, honestly, critical defense type stuff works really well. But another thing that works really well too is just stock 115 grain, uh, uh, you know, like army ammo, just no shit, full metal jackets. Because um, you're gonna be awfully close when it comes to that. So you're gonna be pumping a few rounds into them, you know. And uh, pigs have a really thick head. I was a pig farmer growing up, and I'll tell you from experience that I've seen bullets glance off their forehead before. So. Um, so yeah, I mean, just you can go either way with that. I'd recommend probably a good, a good one-to-one mix in your magazine um, when it comes to the like critical defense because that shit's expensive, of course. And then you know, just regular FMJs. So. Okay. Cool. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, as far as like quantities go, I'd probably bring fifty to hundred rounds for the hunt. For if you want to bring up more ammo, bring as much as you want, obviously, and we'll try to shoot as much as you want to. Um, but at least a hundred rounds for your hunting. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll have plenty of 308 5.56 with us too. So you know, if people run out, we can you know we can figure something out. Yeah, I was I was bringing down probably a couple of hundred rounds of each. So um, yeah, I've got I've got a bazillion uh, 308 rounds that uh, from you know back in the day when I was in the service or whatever. But yeah, so I got a bunch of that. I'll bring it. It's all it's all different lots and stuff. So it's not really good for you know sniping with anymore. Um, It'd be good for shooting pigs with, though, so. <laughs> okay. Uh, what are you camping in? Uh, I'll be bringing my toy hauler down there, so I'll be okay. hopefully living living luxuriously, I hope. we got to <laughs> get it on the road first. I've got to put tires on the damn thing and all sorts of other stuff. But, yeah, so we'll be we'll be pulling that down there. There'll be uh, – that way, you know, if the monsoons or whatever do come and the shit gets stupid, then at least we'll have a place where we can stuff some people in there and whatever – but okay. I think we're also going to use the back of it to be kind of an opt-in type deal, 
you know, whatever, a little dry place where people can come and hang out or whatever. But clean weapons. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Um, real quick, we are going to keep the site dry the first night. Um, that's the plan. Uh, if you decide you want to do something else, that's fine. Uh, we're just going to, we're limiting on what we're doing for some of the, uh, uh, while we're shooting at night. So once, once the shooting's over and we call the site, you know, down for the night, that's, you know, we're all big boys here. We can, or big adults here. We can do whatever we want after that. But, um, as long as we've got guys running around and, and, and hunting, we're going to keep it, uh, keep it dry for that time. Uh, just wanted to throw that out there. Um, what are you wearing clothing wise? Uh, I'll probably just, like I was saying before, I, by being either my, my, you know, the, the, the boots, hog waders, shit yeah. boots, the, yeah, the rubber boots, and then probably just multi cams and, okay. you know, whatever else feels good at the time, I suppose. But, uh, you know, if anything, we're, 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 we're a kick ass set of hiking boots. I mean, something that I'm not worried about anything else besides snakes biting people. And, and that is, that is always a, when you're in the swamps, man, that's kind of one of your biggest threats that and spiders. So. You know, I don't plan on. I don't think gators are going to be attacking anybody anytime. But uh, the damn snakes will jump out of nowhere. So obviously, you don't want to wear tennis shoes and all that other bullshit. And you know, full full uh, full length pants and probably long sleeve shirts just because of the mosquitoes and all the other crap that's down there. Yeah. So okay. Um, oh, the comms. Um, we're asking everybody to bring. Um, we put a link up, but uh, Bo Fong. Makes a nice little cheap uh, radio, um, I believe. Let me pull it up here. We're looking at um, the uh, the dual band radio Bofong. It's thirty five dollars. When you bring it, our uh, we'll have three guys there that are that are the ham radio guys and the shortwave radio uh, comms experts. They'll program your radios for you, but you're probably going to want an earpiece and 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 some form of a mic. Uh, because what will what they're going to do is you know recommend you throw it in a Ziploc baggie before you attach it to your gear, um, so you don't you know step off a log and you suddenly go waist deep and that thing is underwater. Um, and we're going to have everybody kind of calmed up uh, through that. Uh, Dan McCurchum is bringing his uh, mobile station with them that he says will have about a two mile radius on it, so we should be able to stay in pretty close contact. Uh, somebody brought up something today about bringing quads i'm going to bring mine i think todd you're bringing yours um yep. uh mike sterling's trying to borrow one from one of his buddies i think billy's trying to do the same thing so we should have a little bit of that um as far as um you know transportation to and from you know if we get the right size hog and do the right thing with it hey let's talk about putting down some hogs we were talking about this before the show started um i talked to some folks today who are kind of experienced hog hunters and and a couple of chef buddies of mine who are experienced in handling wild game. Um, if you have to put more than one shot into your hog, that meat is going to be useless. Um, the, the hogs, when they get shot, will excrete adrenaline. Our hunters will know this probably more than anybody else. Once that adrenaline gets in the system, oh man, that meat is disgusting. Um, and Todd, go ahead. You, you know, you're the hog expert on, on <laughs> raising hogs. Um, tell them what you were telling me earlier about, you know, male versus female and so on. So in, in the in the hog farming community, every time you buy some pork or bacon or whatever, um, well, we when well, we breed our pigs or whatever, when they're born, the male pigs get their nuts cut off right away, and uh, that keeps them from you know obviously 
it keeps them from being aggressive and everything else, but it also keeps the meat from tasting like shit. So when you shoot a boar, everybody wants to shoot a boar because they're usually the biggest and the baddest and all that other cool stuff. But the meat, if you're there for the meat, it's going to taste like shit regardless. That's just the way it works. So boars are more of a trophy type thing. And then the gilts and the sows um, are typically, that's that's the ones you want to eat. They'll, they'll probably, especially living down there in the swamps and stuff, they'll probably taste pretty good. Um, but yeah, if it's got a set of nuts hanging off it, it's probably not going to taste good either way. And like Scott said, if you shoot it and it doesn't die right away, it's going to get pumped full of adrenaline. It's going to taste like sour apples and that's just sucks. Yeah. Um, freaking disgusting. So yeah, that's just kind of how it is. I, and you know, honestly, I'm not a big wild game guy anymore anyhow, but, uh, the back straps out of them should be pretty good. Yeah. Back straps and bellies. Um, yep. The, the bellies will, will. We can we can get them right and they get down right. And we get them out of the water right and or the swamps right and all that. We'll butcher them and you know if we can get good belly meat, I'll I'll take all the belly meat I can get and turn it into bacon. And we're gonna go through that. We'll we'll do a class on that. Oh, yeah. um, butchering needs. Um, I was telling everybody, bring a sawzall if you have it. Um, doesn't matter if it's super clean or not. I'll, we'll we'll go through that there. Uh, big heavy butcher knife or like a meat cleaver. Um, just standard couple of kitchen knives that are sharp. Uh, a good fillet knife, a flexible fillet knife is a good one to have. Um, clean garbage bags and a cooler It's going to be large enough for you to haul your meat back in. Um, because one, one of the things that we want to do is as soon as we butcher that thing down, we want to get it on ice as fast as possible. Uh, and that's just for the food safety. Um, if uh, the other Yeah, thing and is, that's the thing. Is my... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I, I should have the generator running in my... Uh... In my RV, pretty much, maybe not around the clock, but good enough to where if you have one of those plug-in cooler uh, type deals or whatever, we might be able to use that too to keep it cool. So if not, we'll just make ice runs if we have to, if it's super hot or whatever, but we'll figure something out. That reminds me too, there's going to be, Todd is going to have his generator, Mike's having his, I'm bringing mine, uh, Paul Harden's bringing his, there'll be plenty of power there. Um, oh, okay. Where we've got, we've got enough guys bringing generators that, that, there will be enough power and, and all running around there. Uh, one of the things I did also need to remind everybody, uh, bring a good chair to sit in. We're not supplying chairs. <laughs> um, so, like, mealtime, we'll, we'll have some tables set out to where we can kind of eat around the table. It'll be a little crowded, but we'll be able to eat around tables. But we're asking everybody to bring their own chairs. If you don't bring a chair, you know, you're sitting on the ground or on the tailgate of somebody's truck. Um, just FYI. Uh, but uh, coolers... Coolers, garbage bags, ice run. We'll make sure that happens. That we have plenty of ice laying around. Um, and uh, and then we'll, we're going to go through a field butchery class. We're going to have a couple of guys there that do this quite often. Um, and uh, uh, you know, we'll get your meat broke down for you. Uh, get it packaged up right. Um, might even try to see if I can bring my vacuum packer and and vacuum pack some of the meat. But clean, big garbage bags are are best. Those are the, those are the industry standard for, for bringing stuff out of the woods. Um, camp showers. If Billy Dunn is going to be bringing his portable shower, but he is not going to be bringing enough water for it. Uh, so if you want to shower while there, you got to bring in your own water. Um, we'll have water supplied for drinking and for cooking and, and cleaning utensils and cleaning the kitchen, uh, and even some of the meat cleaning. But uh, as far as your shower, we're we're not bringing enough water for that one. Um, and then, uh, the final thing is that, uh, 
when we uh, when we wrap it up and get it out of there, um, we're going to be leaving it cleaner than we found it. Um, I uh, I have the owner's name, uh, but I I don't I haven't met him yet, so I don't have enough to uh, talk much about him. Todd, can you tell us about the guy that owns the property? Uh, who's doing this for well, us for free? Well, uh, the 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 limited experience I had with the guy, he's a super different good dude. Um, just he, he was just overwhelmingly nice so last time i was out there uh or the time that i was out there man and he just he, i i can't i don't really know i know anything else or what else to say besides the fact he was really nice and he was down for whatever he, he wanted to blow up alligators with tannerite and do all sorts of crazy shit so he uh he just he was he was a, a super duper american man he seemed like a really good dude very patriotic individual so um definitely was was somebody that uh after about five minutes i knew he was a good dude so that's yeah, about really all i can say because i don't know him that well matt summer said he's gonna he might stick his head in and, and and hang out with us for a little while so uh make sure if you're there and you get a chance thank him for this he he just donated the property i mean we're we're kind of doing him a service of helping to eradicate some hogs but uh at the same time you know he could have charged us for it so uh and and didn't and and christ application groups having the Special thank you gift put together for him as a as a huge thank you. Um, hey, let's talk about the raffle. What do you got coming? We we talked about it. Let's hype it up again. Um, we've got say that again. You broke the, up. The, the, I'm sorry. The raffle. What's uh? What's oh. let's talk about Beretta and and some of the other. Well, guys. I guess we we have a Tika right. The Tacky one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to get uh, the, uh, the the guy that runs the pistols over there, Brett. I'm trying to get him to come to the match. And I told I told him if he wanted to come, he had to donate a couple of APXs or at least one. So I'm hoping that'll happen. He sounded like he was pretty interested in it. Um, he's never been on a hunt like that before, but uh, he sounded pretty excited about it. So we'll see if that happens. But for right now, we'll have that 24-inch uh, uh, 6.5 Creedmoor TAC A1, which is, in my opinion, one of the best rifles in the market. Um that'll be up for for sale so that, that'll be uh that'll be it'll definitely be value added for whoever get, ends up scooping that thing up for yeah. sure yeah yeah there's already been some battles um, about who's getting that <laughs> <laughs> yeah man i love mine eva's got one now they're 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 i don't i don't foresee i don't see that there's a better rifle out there to be honest with you especially for the money um but uh yeah man so we got that and uh I don't know. We'll see what else. We're, there might be some other shit that pops up between here and there. Some small add-me-ons for the rifle and, and different things like that. So, yeah, sponsor type stuff. Usually, when, once people get excited toward when it really starts about to happen, then they start wanting to donate stuff. So we'll we'll see how that goes down. Yeah, North American Rescues so. looking like they're going to send us some stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, there, there's. I'm I'm kind of excited about that raffle. I'm excited to see what's on that table. And again, it's all going to the Green Beret Foundation. Uh, the Green Beret Foundation is sending some reps out on Saturday. Uh, we haven't got response back of who's coming. I'll let you know as soon as we get a little closer to that. Uh, and and Green Beret Foundation is sending us a, uh, a, 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 a I don't want to say gift basket, a gift poncho. <laughs> um, uh, a bunch of gear and swag, uh, as well as uh, there's some plaques that they're looking at possibly getting made for. So, this is uh, this is going to be something else. If if you know, I guess if this hasn't excited you by now, we probably don't want you there after all, because um, there's just going to be a lot of cool stuff happening for this. And uh, like Todd said, it you know you want to go 24/7, you go 24/7. You want some downtime, uh, you know you're there just to kind of kick back and and do some things that's fine you know you can make it as high speed or 
low speed as you want to make it. But this will be a this will be a great weekend to come out and. Um, oh, but we do have a, a, a videographer coming. Uh, let's talk about that real quick. You have your video cameras, bring them. Uh, the only thing we're going to ask is that if you get some videos done, we would really like to have access to some of those videos as well because um, we're looking at this as also being some social media gold. I know that uh, we're, we're going to do it to kind of emphasize some of what you know Todd's doing for, for his work and uh, Enola Gay. Um, uh, it looks like Alex and John from Fenner Recovery are still coming. Um, talked to them a while back. They're still all thumbs up for being there. So, you know, you kind of get a chance to, to rub elbows with some of these folks as well. But um, anything that you've got video, pictures, social media, make sure you just take pictures and post on social media and tag everybody you can. Um, Todd and I were talking about this the other day that, you know, somebody puts a hot down, everybody stop and take a picture. Uh, you know, it's, that's, that's, that's the fun of this. So, um, Todd, you want to add anything? Well, I got uh, the one thing, and I, we just even I just started doing working with a company called Rampart. This last, uh, if you follow me on Facebook, you've probably seen it. Yeah, but I did see we're, that. We're, uh, yeah, we're tied in. Uh, basically, we're a marketing company, a research and development type thing. But we're working with spy spy optics or sun, sunglasses, which are pretty. If you have, if you never bought a pair of spies, they're pretty awesome. Um, and then notch gear hats, and then there's a few other smaller companies we haven't announced yet. But I'm going to try to have. Um, I'll have a, hopefully have some hats and shit like that to hand out to folks too. And then hopefully if, uh, if I, if I can talk the owner out of a bunch of sets of sunglasses, that'd be pretty cool too, if not safety glasses, but, uh, they, they make some pretty awesome stuff. Um, and also if you guys are interested in getting any of that stuff, just message me on Facebook. I have a 35% discount code I can hook you up with. Um, but yeah, man, so that, I just wanted to get that out there. Um, cause it, Spy Spy makes some pretty kick-ass glasses, man. I'm really I was super stoked, man. I, they're way better than Oakley's, man. And and I've always worn them. And then when they said they wanted us to start selling their shit, I was pretty excited. So we uh, we developed a few sets of glasses with them and stuff. And uh, but yeah, man. So hopefully we'll have some of that shit out there too. I, I almost forgot to mention that, but oh, it should cool. be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Either way, if we don't shoot any pigs or if we don't shoot any pigs or squirrels or anything, whatever the hell, if nothing else, we're still, we're still gonna have a good time. We're gonna shoot the hell out of some guns and get dirty and, and talk shit and have a good time and uh it'll be good it'll be good brotherhood for everybody so exactly i and i'll tease everybody with this too mike sterling sent me an article the other day that there was a a, a, a piece of property about two hours south of where we're going to be that in one weekend they shot what did we say it was 96 head of hog uh in, in a two-day two-day yeah, period of time like uh so you know it's one of those hold my beer moments. We've got to, we've got to top that. Um, oh so yeah, I want to triple that shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's uh, that's it. If uh, like I said, we're not excited about this. I I, I don't know what else to fucking do here. Um, and uh, you know, come out. Let's let's do this. And this isn't the last event. I understand work. I understand family. I understand finances. I understand all that. Uh, we tried to make this as affordable as possible, but, you know, life, you know, gets in the way of fun sometimes and, and, and we get that. So just be aware that there's other events that are coming up. There's, we're, we're looking at one, uh, in the, in the spring in the Atlanta area. Um, we've also are looking at, um, uh, possibly next fall, 
heading out to um, uh, Colorado uh, to work with John Henry Martin and some guys out of 10th group um, and uh, going and doing some bighorn sheep hunting so that we can do some really long-range stuff in the mountains around Colorado. Um, and that's been that's being kind of quietly discussed way down the line um, as, as a possibility. So, so getting in and playing in the mountains for a couple of days. Um, I don't know, Todd, is there like this rivalry between 10th group and your former group? I didn't even know 10th group was a thing. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I think they were kind of like the next part. <laughs> 10th group? Never yeah, heard man, of them. You got to talk, everybody talks shit. That's the way it is. Man. No matter where you're at, every, no one's as good as you are. You know, that's the way it works. <laughs> yeah, we don't miss, we don't associate with those but, guys. Yeah, that would, that would be an awesome hunt. Yeah. I would love to go to Colorado. Oh my God, dude, that would be amazing. I was up in Montana training up for the two mile and there were the damn sheep and doll sheep all over. They were out on the highway up in the mountain. Dude, they were everywhere. It'd be it was it was a long range guy's dream come true up there. So Well that's that we're we're talking with Nick and Rob out there with the 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 uh uh the CAG West group. Uh and they're we're we're talking slowly right now about putting something like that together for, for next fall. So uh, just keep your ears peeled. There, there's other stuff coming. Um, if you're training, great. Keep training. You want to take that training and put it into a real world situation, and see how good your training is, or see where you need help with. And you know, suddenly you find a hole in the training. Guess what? You get to look over your shoulder, and there's somebody standing there with the answer. So, um, sign up. There's four slots left. Um, like I said, once they're gone, they're gone. So. Uh, Todd, any closing thoughts? If not, we can get this wrapped up, but, uh, you know, take us out. Yeah, man. Hey, feel free. All you people, I mean, feel free to message me. Even if you're not coming on the hunt, if you have questions, I don't, if the only stupid question is the one you didn't ask. So make sure you ask whatever. I'm retired, man. I got nothing better to do than answer questions. So hit me up with any kind of, about the hunt or anything else. So that's what I'm here for. Cool. Thanks, sir. All right, man. I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, hey, be safe on your travels tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do it, man. Y'all shoot straight out there. We'll talk to you later. Yep, bye. Bye.
watching at the Mason's Lodge. Shots of can of sheriff painted on the side. Just shot a coat of primer and looked inside. Well, him and my uncle tore that engine down. I still remember that rumbling sound. And then the sheriff came around in the middle of the night. Heard mama crying that something wouldn't right. He's headed down to Knoxville with a weekly load. You can smell a whiskey burning down Copperhead Road. Two, two, 